Ladies and gentlemen, now hosting the Rizzo cast, put your hands together for Steven Risotto. What is going on, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 100, 100 of RizzoCast. I can't believe that we've gotten to 100 episodes. Thank you to all the listeners, the viewers, everybody that's subscribed or that has supported the podcast over the last almost two years. Uh, so appreciate it. I was going to do something all out big. Um it's not what you expect, but we do have a big time season preview, and we do have the return of a Rizzo cast legend. Jasper Lindsay rejoins the show. Gotta have him back on more. Uh, Jasper, what's going on? How you doing? Dude, I'm happy to be here, and congrats on 100 episodes. I've watched the growth of this channel and what you've done, and incredibly proud. Let's go. I'm glad to be Let's... back. Beyond excited to break down some baseball. We finally got baseball back. Yeah, let's go. Uh, we finally have baseball back. I mean, w- what were you thinking during that CBA? Did you think that it would ever get solved? Because like there was a there's a point where I was like not optimistic at all that we'd even have baseball this year. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm right there with you. I really didn't know, especially with all the players coming out and kind of saying this isn't about us. This is about changing the fundamentals of baseball just to have them fold the very next week and go right back to the same kind of bowing down to the owner's wishes. But um, I really didn't expect that. I thought we were going to lose a significant chunk of the season. Only losing probably what looks like the first week at this point is huge for us, I think. Yeah, no doubt. It's great that they're going to get to play 162 games. And I didn't talk about it at all on this. I like, I didn't, first of all, I felt very unknowledgeable about the whole economic situation. There are bits and pieces that I understood and, you know, I knew what the players wanted. I knew what the owners wanted, but it wasn't, you know, too much to where I could completely dive into it. And uh, nobody really wanted to talk about it. So, um, but anyways, we're going to get, we're going to get baseball again, as you mentioned, kind of at a later date. Uh, But we do have some previews for you. Uh, We're going to preview the division races uh, and awards a little bit later on. Um, But let's start Jasper in, uh, in a division here. That's kind of really near and dear to both of our hearts, the National League West. And I think this is the best division in baseball. What do you think? Uh, easily. I mean, you could make the case that the AL East got significantly better this offseason, but I think in terms of just pure raw talent, no one's going to beat the NL West. I mean, you have a bunch of the, you have a bunch of divisions this year that are going to be super close races, but just based from a talent perspective and just the potential for to have probably three teams make the playoffs out of this division, I mean, it's just insanity. Yeah, and I'm looking at the list here, and I think the NOS has the best talent, but the NL East is close, but they also have the Marlins and Nats kind of weighing down that division right now. Yeah. The Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies are good, um, but we haven't seen the extended success from the Mets and the Phillies. And then, of course, as you mentioned, the the East is really good now with some of the offseason moves that all those teams have made. Uh, but, yeah, back to the West. Um, I, I guess starting from the bottom – I mean, I think Arizona, um, you know, I, I don't really know what they have, to be honest with you. I think it's an easy, easy pick to have them kind of finishing last in that division. Uh, they still have a lot of a lot of interesting players. Cattell Marte still there. Um, I mean, why is how, how did they not move Cattell Marte? Right. 
How, how, how have they not moved him? I mean, it's amazing. They have no plan, and it's just so sad to watch. Yeah, and they their pitching gets blown up quite a bit, too. Um, you know, there, there's not much there. Um, but what I, or what I really want to get into extendedly is the Colorado Rockies making a move and signing Chris Bryant. I know we, we exchanged texts, but most of it was, yes, let's go. So I want to get your extended thoughts on this move because this could, you know, I don't know what the Rockies are doing, frankly, but like, <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw Chris Bryant get signed to the Rockies? Um, you know, like throughout my entire career as a Rockies fan, we've always been like linked to these big names, kind of like there's always some rumor out there that we're linked to someone. I remember a big one was when we were actually competing back in the 2010s coming off cargoes, like Michael Young was the big name we were linked to. And it's like, oh, we've always had these guys that just look like they could fit in so well. Um, but we're Colorado. No one wants to come play there. So, I mean, when I saw the news, my first inclination was, holy hell, we did something right. But then I took a step back and I was more like, so what's the plan here? Like, yeah, we have Chris Bryant. That's awesome. Um, but, like, we still are a directionless franchise. It kind of just feels like Dick Munford's making a big splash here just to say I'm doing something right as an owner. You can't get me out of here. But I think it's a win for the new front office. I'll give him that. Uh, getting Bridich out there and having him no longer at the helm is huge for us. But I think another thing about the Colorado Rockies is, like, that lineup is – it's pretty good if it gets the right things to happen. And, I mean, that goes for every team in baseball. But, like, Ryan McMahon, Garrett Hansen – Rymel Tapia, these are all guys who can, like, bottom down, they can hit, and they can find the gaps. I think it's going to be pitching that's the biggest problem, but, I mean, obviously it's always exciting to get a top 10, a former MVP in baseball on your team, a World Series champion. He's bringing that to the locker room. I just hope we don't end up doing the same thing we did with Nolan Arenado and kind of giving out this huge contract and having everyone super excited at first just to fail to build around him for you the next for the remainder of his contract. And, I just don't know how the Rockies can escape that with Chris Bryant. So for now, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And, and I think the Rockies are a team right now, you know, aside from their bullpen, which has been a mess. I think that there's definitely some still some, uh, some breakout potential in that rotation. I think, you know, Herman, uh, Herman Marquez is still a really good arm along with Kyle Freeland. I think Austin Gomber has to take that big step. Um, and, and, and this lineup, I think, is getting a little bit better. I think that they could they could slug a little bit. I mean, I think they slugged a little bit last year. Um, we'll be playing those classic course Field games this season. Where it's like 14 to 8, 20 yeah. to 16. I definitely think we're going to see more of those this season. It's just going to be a matter of, like, the Rockies peak every year is a third-place team that can maybe sneak into the wild card round. I just don't see how we take this in a direction where we can compete with some of these other heavyweights in the NL West. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the other heavyweights in the NL West, I was really disappointed with, with San Diego last year. I thought that would be a lot better. And I think a big reason of why they weren't better was their pitching fell apart. They just didn't have anything outside of, you know, you Darvish and um, you know, Joe Musgrove was there too. But, Which is I weird because it feels like they have just an infinite supply of pitchers. I mean, you got Mackenzie Gore, Ryan Weathers in the farm system. Like, Snell, yeah. So, I mean, I was disappointed yeah. by them. I mean, Blake Snell, what can you say about Blake Snell? He needs to get off the MLB the show and start focusing on the field. Oh, there's the first one of the episode. <laughs> the kill shot. No, I. 
He did not. I, I think he like he just didn't pitch deep in the games. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a boost having Clevenger back uh, from Tom yeah, John. Dude, that's the crazy thing is you forget about that they had Mike Clevenger just waiting in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if they're disappointed that they I missed mean, out just... on Suzuki. I don't know, man. I mean, they got to be, right? Well, I know they wanted to move Myers and Hosmer. They want to move both those guys. Yeah, and there was rumors that they were in the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes, too, for a little bit. But yeah. I bet you failing to move Hosmer or Myers kind of put a damper on that one. And I, I think the, the biggest news right now around Padres camp is what happened to their star shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr., who <laughs> fell off a motorcycle. He can't stay healthy. And he does this reckless stuff. Like, okay, I, I, I personally, like, I know Fernando Tatis is the face of baseball right now and he's the future, but why are we giving him his Hall of Fame plaque before he's even put up anything on the field? Like, think about it. This guy keeps getting hurt. Like, he's tremendous when he is on the field, and he's so fun to watch. I mean, maybe the San Diego Padres announcers make the plays. He, The stuff he does look cooler than it is just by how much they freak out every time he touches Bob Melvin is going to be huge for them, though. I'm really high on that move. I think that is probably the biggest move they could have made this offseason a true leader and someone who knows. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bo Mel's had some pretty ugly playoff exit, but he, he does know how to win. He knows how to get there. Um, so I, I think that's going to be huge for them. Manny Machado needs to bound. Or, I mean, Manny Machado's just quietly good. He's just – this is what the thing about the NLS is you forget how many guys are actually superstars just because they're on these deep teams and they get overshadowed by other guys. But Padres, they have, this, they have to win this year. I mean, right? They have to, like, at least make a playoff run. No doubt about it. Yeah, I agree with you on, on Bo Mel. Uh, he, he's, a, he's, he's a big addition. Um, the thing about, like, Tatis going down is I think it's going to put a lot more pressure on Machado. Like Machado's got to step up and I don't know if they're going to go with that, you know, one guy steps up, Machado leads the charge type of thing, but. What about CJ Abrams? They have him in the farm system too. I mean, now would be a good time mm-hmm. to see what you have in him and maybe get some trade value for him because you're not going to ever play him. No, no, no doubt. So, um, yeah, I, I, where do you put San Diego? Are they, you know, cause obviously we know who's number one. I mean, we're not going to spoil anything there, but like, where do you put, do you put San Diego ahead of the giants or, you know, before the, or behind the giants? That's such a hard position to like even talk about just cause the giants, when we'll get to the giants, they're just, I don't know what to make them. I would, I'd love to see them get another bat before this free agency period is over, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I mean, they should be the number two team, right? But will they is the big question. I don't know. I mean, I think they have to take a step forward this year. They had, Last year, they have a bunch of new personalities, a bunch of new teammates, kind of getting acquainted with each other. And there's room for them to kind of fall off from a chemistry aspect. But I think now they've had a whole offseason with this team. And Clevenger's coming back, you mentioned. I mean, there's no reason this team shouldn't win 90 games. Yeah, no, no doubt um it definitely definitely should be 90 i mean they completely fell off towards the end um i don't think that i don't think now going to the giants i don't think anybody's expecting them to do anything close to what they did in 2021 yeah. i mean 107 wins like that was, come crazy. On. that was crazy um 
but they should have gotten a, a right-handed bat somewhere at yeah. second base, the outfield. Is it enough? I think is the real question. I I think it will be an I I still think they're going to be a really good offensive team that you know leads the on-base categories and such. But I think I think a Trevor Story really would have helped at second base in their infield. Yeah. Um, they just never have that pure power hitter, that five-tool guy who can do it all. I mean, that's what's always bothered me about the Giants. I think from that standpoint is the fact that they. I mean, I guess Posey was – he had his MVP year, and that was great, but they've never had a guy who can just park one when you need it. And Chris Bryant was looking like that guy. I think Bryant would have been great to bring back and stick him in the exactly. outfield. I know. I mean, honestly, when we signed Chris Bryant, I was like – here's my, my real reaction. was kind of like, dope, but, like, why, you know? Like, he could have gone somewhere else, but – I think he's at a point in his career where he kind of just wants to pad up some stats. Like, he's won a World Series. He's won an MVP. He's won Rookie of the Year. I, I guess I get it. But I really would have loved to see the Giants be more aggressive from an offensive standpoint. Free agency. But the Rondon move is incredible, I think, from all aspects. That, yeah. The way they stacked up on pitching depth this offseason, I think, was really impressive. Um, and you know, I, no, no disrespect to the acquisition of Jock Peterson, but the, the the pitching acquisitions were top notch. I think bringing back these Sclafani and Wood was huge, and then Rodon. Now you have kind of a co ace from the left side with Logan Webb, and then Alex Cobb, who's you know 34 years old, but they see upside in him. Um, and then you know, just uh, you know, rolling out the the six, seven, eight options with Boyd, Matt Boyd, Carlos Martinez, Jacob Junis. I mean, that's pretty good depth. So, and they needed that at the, lower, old at the upper minors. Old Tigers. Yes. What old Tigers. Yes. And Boyd won't be ready until the middle of the year, by the way. So. Matt Boyd is going to be awesome. How about them Dodgers, Jasper? Man, weren't you surprised Freddie Freeman went there too? Yes. He should be a brave. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I feel like the Braves could have re-signed him, but the Matt Olson, they panicked because the Dodgers were so aggressive and they went with the Matt Olson thing. I mean, what do you what can you, what do you want me to say about the Dodgers, right? They have the best lineup I think I've seen in years on paper. Their pitching rotation is stacked. They have an influx of great rookies in their farm system. They just need to win. I mean, they need to win World Series. Yeah, no, yeah, they should have at least a few by now, right? I think this yeah, lineup. This is. Ridiculous. This is <laughs> ESPN will make a thirty for thirty on this. They're 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 becoming the new '90s Braves. Like they're just this team that's always there, always on the cusp, and they only have one to show for it. And they have a Mickey Mouse World Series at that, you know? Like <laughs> that's good. The Braves. That's a good comp. I have not thought about that. That's pretty good. They're so good, but they they need to win a World Series this year. Like, mm-hmm. yeah and, and i like the i like the olsen deal a lot for the braves um but i do think like you know for the i think I, I was shocked when freeman came to la i just thought that he would always go back to atlanta but i mean if you look go position by position will smith top three catcher in the sport freddie freeman arguably the best first baseman in the sport max muncie who's gonna probably dh or you know some capacity definitely one of the 30. best yeah, definitely one of the best left-handed hitters in the sport. 
Uh, Chris Taylor, best utility guy in the sport. Trey Turner, best shortstop in the sport. Justin Turner, probably, you know, a top 10 third baseman at this point, maybe towards the bottom of that list. Hey, someone has to get on base. They're going to come yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you go in the outfield and you have Mookie Betts, the best right fielder in the game. Cody Bellinger, a guy who plays really good defense and can also run into one every once in a while. Um, and probably I don't think we've seen the best. Of, like everybody wrote him off. He's coming back. Like he's not a non-factor in that line. But I'm sorry. Who, Cody Bellinger? Yeah, Bellinger. Because there's oh, yeah. a lot no, of people I, that write I, him off. I don't, I don't get thought Cody Bellinger's done. Talk. Like he what, he's two years removed from an MVP. Like, let the guy get healthy. Mm-hmm. And their their pitching is, you know, took a step back. Yeah. I think, you know, Bueller and uh, Rias, really good top. Kershaw, I think, is a big question mark. Um, and then Andrew Heaney and Tyler Anderson is kind of eh, you know. Uh, and we don't know what's happening with Bauer. So, um, yeah. No, yeah. losing Trevor Bauer is a but granted, it's for good reason. I mean. Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't more aggressive from a pitching standpoint, if we're being honest, in free agency. Although there's still time for them to do so, but I think they could have been the team that signed, like, Marcus Stroman. Or even yeah. they could have been the team that gave Noah Syndergaard a one-year deal. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And that's where you're going to beat them. Pitching. Bullpen. Pitching, bullpen. Jansen, they didn't bring back. so. Yeah, Jansen's a brave now, right? Yeah, one-year, 16. That's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, 16 million. I mean, we, we, we become so accustomed to seeing him in the ninth inning for, for the Dodgers. Like, it's – Yeah. I guess Blake He's been Simon. a real villain in the sport the past few years. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be strange not to see that. But, yeah, Dodgers, obviously, no one's beating them as of now in the uh, the NL West. Uh, let's yeah. go into the Central. Uh, the Pirates, kind of a, a non-factor there. Can we agree on that? We can agree the Pirates. I think I'd even throw the Reds into the the reds are an interesting team they just sold their entire team off for yes but they're interesting because they still have pieces left they do i like jonathan india is going to take that next step and be a star this year you already know that um i'm surprised luis castillo is still in a cincinnati reds jersey yeah yeah, Votto's still there. You know, uh, Nick Senzel, I think, is still there. I'm surprised they blew this up as quickly as they did. Yeah, there they were a few spots. You know, they were that third like wild card. They lost Castellanos and they lost their identity. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think that they should have done that. You know, <laughs> I think they could have added a few bats and, you know, considered yeah. themselves, uh, you know, at least trying to contend with St. Louis. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Pirates. Pirates are gonna be fun this year because we finally get to see their young core. I think we're gonna see Cabrian Hayes play like a dog. We're gonna see O'Neill Cruz get up there, Brian Reynolds. So Pirates are just gonna be a rookie talent showcase team, kind of what the Toronto Blue Jays were a couple of years ago when they finally had Bo Bichette come up. They had Biggio, they had Guerrero. Um, but, I mean, there's nothing you really do about the Pirates. I just It's nice to see they're finally taking steps in the right direction. I mean, they haven't been good since Kutch won his MVP. Yeah. $20 million payroll. What a, what a joke. Spend money, please, will you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and then, of course, uh, the Cubs. I mean, I don't – that's another team that's kind of in between. You know, I thought that – yeah, I thought they were rebuilding. And, boom, they get Marcus Stroman and they get – Suzuki 
So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing, but I think Brennan Davis is coming up this year for them. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name of their young starting pitcher who just throws gas, but he's going to probably be up. It's going to be an interesting year. I mean, also, they just have, like, these weirdly these weirdly good guys, like Patrick Wisdom, Schwindel could be, like I, – I really – the Cubs are just so fascinating to me. Yeah. Nico um, Horner. Nico Horner, Contreras, Ian Happ. Um, I think – is Jason Hayward still on that team? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, crazy. Um, Contreras the is still thing- there. How did Contreras not get dealt with the Bryants and the Rizzos? And, like, how did that not happen? I couldn't say what's going on, but Nick Madrigal, he's going to be fun to watch. I guess. Yes. Big fan um, of him. Oh, yeah. He's going to get that kid's going to have 3,000 hits one day. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing with the Cubs, though, for me is the rotation. I think it's pretty insane how they've been like piecing it together, but it's really improved if you look at it. Like Wade Miley is by no means a scrub, he has been pitching great over the past two years. He's a guy, great number three guy. Strowman's always going to be the top there. Kyle Hendricks. And then, I mean, you got a little room there with the last two, but I think the Cubs could be a 82 win team, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I could, yeah, I think that's a perfect number, actually. Because um, I, I like the top two teams in this. I don't yeah. see them as like, powerhouses like the NL West or maybe even the East, but like the Cardinals are pretty good. I mean, they had the best defensive team in baseball last year. They had gold gloves all over the place. Um, That's the team that should have signed Trump for too. Yeah. I I like St. Louis as my number two. Um, I don't know where you put, I don't know how you balance, how you personally would balance the the Brewers and the Cardinals. Um, But I like St. Louis's infield. I like Goldschmidt. I like Tommy Edmond. Arenado, DeYoung. I mean, that's a pretty solid group right there. Um, and the outfield just broke out. Like, Tyler O'Neill came out of nowhere and hit. Bader, Dylan Carlson. They have a nice core of position players. They really do. If Bader could hit the long but if Bader gets his power numbers up and mm-hmm. he starts to hit the ball more, we're talking about one of the best third players in baseball. Yeah. And their pitching is eh, you know. Um it's always been a though. I mean, Adam Wainwright has just found the fountain of youth, though, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I, I just don't like the question marks around it. Like, Steven Matz, they signed him to a big deal, but yeah. um, when has he ever been healthy and consistent at the same time, you know? Yeah, and on the flip side of things, the Brewers, though, I mean, their questions all come on offense. Like, can Christian Yelich return to that MVP form is, like – they lost Eduardo Escobar. They lost Avisel Garcia. Is that offense going to be enough to compete for the top of the Central Division? Like, I think the Brewers are going to lose a lot of close games this year. They're going to win. They're going to they're going to lose the like three one two one two zero games just because they aren't going to put up enough runs. I mean, I love Willie Adonis, but if Christian Yelich doesn't play like an MVP, they're not making playoffs, especially with the stack in all West. No, I agree with the close games, um, the close games point, because when we think of Milwaukee, we think of pitching and Woodruff, Burns, Peralta. um, That's the best one, two, three in baseball, I think. Um, I mean, you could even throw the Mets, you know, maybe the Mets have a better one with Bassett there now, too. But the Brewers have really good pitching. But as you mentioned, I think 
their offense is going to have to, there's something missing. Like there's something missing in a group with Rowdy Telez, Colton Wong, Adamas, and like whoever they have playing third base. I don't even know. So there's something missing I mean, in that infield. 30 home runs and 100 RBI and have 100 RBIs. So that's that'd be fine with it, but he's not. He's like, and granted, he's still young. He could take that step. But if Christian Yelich isn't putting up 40 bombs and 100 RBIs and batting 320, like this team really just doesn't look like it's going to be a contender. So a bounce back for Yelich is crucial, I think. Oh, it's critical. All the Brewers fans out here in Wisconsin have been on it, and they're all—they're already all cynical and saying he's done. But I'm still—I still have a little faith in Christian Yelich. And let's let's throw in a good year for our guy Andrew McCutcheon, who's the newest yeah, member of the Brewers. That would be great to see. Yeah, no, I love Andrew McCutcheon. When Andrew McCutcheon's playing well, baseball's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a guy who just has fun playing baseball, and when he's on ESPN primetime, like it's a—it's fun to watch, you know, like. Baseball needs more of those guys. And he's he's good on social media too. And I think baseball exactly. needs more of those guys too. So well um, the lockout that are their cause there. A lot of funniness on social media. Yeah, he was funny. doing different pranks with his kids and uh, experiments. A lot of funny guys in the MLB show their true colors on social media. There we go. Yeah. Th- that's a good way to put it. Um so let's well, but I gotta ask, who do you have in that division? Milwaukee or or St. Louis? I think I got St. Louis just because they can hit more. They mm-hmm. St. Louis has always been able to make up for mid-level pitching just because they'll knock the socks off the ball. But, yeah, I mean, unless Yelich plays like an MVP or they make some big splash here in the final uh, days before the season starts, I just don't see the Brewers pulling out that division. I'll say the Brewers. I'll play Devil's Advocate. I'll say the Brewers. I say the the Brewers. I can see both happening. It just depends what the theme of this year is. If it's hitting, the Brewers are out. If it's pitching, the Brewers are in. You know. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, let's wrap around now to the American League, uh, West, and let's start with the team. Oh, we did skip it. What am I doing? Yeah, let's go back to the NL East. (laughs) We're not we're not going to go West Coast just yet. Um. I knew I was forgetting something. Uh, again, starting from the bottom, you know, no. Washington, you know, they had pieces to sell off. They did. Turner went. Scherzer went at the deadline. Um, hey, but they got great. They're going to be fun. Yeah. Are they, though? Like, besides Juan Soto and, you know, watching the ageless wonder. We, I mean, you talked about how uh, Wainwright was a fountain of youth. Nelson Cruz is – also a fountain of youth but i i don't see anything outside of juan soto on this team and you know you're gonna win games with corbin and a healthy strasburg but other than that i don't i don't see a lot of interesting things about this team yeah well how crazy does that strasburg contract look now two years later it looked crazy at the time you know i think they just didn't want to let him walk after the championship that looks insane gosh they go into the same trap the giants did they signed loyalty contracts you know, you can't do that in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, he wasn't even healthy before the con. Like, he always had injury history before the contract. And it's like, let's reward a guy who had a really good few weeks here in October, who won a World Series MVP, I think, right? I don't know. I don't believe so. So, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a tough team to watch this year. I think we see the Dodgers take his deal off the Nationals' hands come the trade deadline. Woo! That would be interesting. Washington would have to eat some money there, I think. But I could I could see something like that happening. 
Yeah, that might be a low risk, high reward type move. Yeah, it's also put up or shut up time for Victor Robles in that outfield. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been no there forever. Yeah, he has to hit. He's been the same player forever. Like, is he going to break out? Is he going to break out? And then, um, I guess Carter Kiboom is also there, right? That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, Ruiz, the new catcher they got for the Dodgers. Like, they're going to be a, a young team that's pretty fun. Yeah, Josiah Gray also from the Dodgers um, in the Scherzer trade. Yeah, so. we'll see. <laughs> I think they may be a team who's back competing sooner than we think. Maybe, maybe. They might have a quick turnaround. And then, of course, the Marlins, I love their pitching. I say this every year, and there's going to be a point where I say, like, you know, I can't just love their pitching. I got to love some other things, too. But I love Jazz Chisholm. I love Jazz Chisholm, too. This is actually an exciting team because they they always seem like they make, like, Kim Ang and Derek Jeter, he, who's no longer there, but Kim Ang is – they always seem like they make the right like move to plug in a guy like Avisel Garcia. Let's sign him. Uh, they just brought in Jorge Soler. Let's plug Jorge him Soler in. is my sneaky underdog MVP pick. Oh, that's a good one. He's going to hit 50 home runs this year in Miami. And nobody since Stanton has put up those numbers in Miami. He's going to hit 50 home runs in Miami this year. I love Jorge Soler. I think he was so undervalued when he got traded last season. Jorge Soler is a monster. The dude just swings. Yeah, first pitch of the World Series. I've seen that replay so many times. By the way, it's not even funny. It's awesome. Like, MLB loves that using that piece of video. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the Marlins just always have players that are, like, good enough. Like, Jacob Stallings won a gold glove, I think. And they, yeah. they traded from, you know, not a household name. Jesus Aguilar puts up numbers. Jazz Chisholm Jr., very exciting Miguel Rojas goes out and plays. You know, Brian Anderson can, you know, just really solid group of players with such like great young talent, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in the outfield, I think they have two. Yeah, they have the Cruz brothers and then they have Jesus Sanchez. No. Who's their, who's their super? Oh, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on their outfield prospects right now. I used to love these guys. Um, all right, but Sixto Sanchez, too. I'm excited for a season of Sixto Sanchez. Yes, can't wait for him to be back. And Ty, uh, Trevor Rogers, who was in the, the uh, Rookie Rob, of the Year voting. Let's go. Um, yeah, no, it's like, and their rotations just grow. I mean, come on. And you might remember, I can't re I don't think I did the prediction with you last year. Maybe I, no, we did, right? I think, yeah, we did. And do you remember who I, pre who I predicted to win the AL Cy Young? It was Jesus Lazardo. And he is in that group. That's crazy. Oh, I can't, like, they're going to be crazy. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You had to go with that pick, though. The Jesus Lazardo is a great dark horse Cy Young last year. Mm -hmm. Too bad things didn't work out in Oakland, but it is what it is. Yeah, and then, of course, those big boppers at the top. Um, a lot of unproven teams here with the Phillies, uh, the Phillies, Mets, and Braves. Braves are proven. But let's start with the Phillies. They have a ton of good position players but they're all dhs you know what how i'm saying like, not won, like how have they not made the playoffs well i think pitching like uh, it's crazy how much relies on pitching like they have wheeler now aaron nola for some reason kind of regressed gibson you know other than that they don't have a whole lot i think their bullpen has always been horrible they've been trying to add i think they've 
they have a few good pieces there now with Familia, Brad Hand, Corey Knable. So at least they're working on that. You know, the bullpen was horrible a few years ago. But the thing about the, the Phillies that strikes me is that they have a ton of DHs. Like Reese Hoskins at first base, you know, Alec Bohm at third base, Castellanos in the outfield who's not pretty out there, Schwarber they just signed. So, you know, center field, they still have an open outfield spot that needs to be solved. Harper's great, you know. So I think, like, the amount of position players they have, one more would do just fine. Yeah. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. They're, they're like, uh, who are they like? They're like the Cardinals. They're going to hit the crap out of baseball, but they're not going to, like, win games pitching. So, I mean, if the Phillies lineup is what it's projected to be, they're going to be fine. They'll hit, they'll win 10 to five ball games. They'll go five runs, they'll hit 10. They'll be fine. But if, if everything goes south and Harper, the MVP of last year, regresses, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Alec Baum also has to play better too. Scott Kingry needs to play better. Uh, Bryson Scott, we may see this come up this year. I think the Phillies are an interesting team for sure, but I just don't see them. I see them making the playoffs, but I don't see them going far. Yeah, and, and moving on now to a team that I think is the trendiest team in the National League. It's the New York Mets because they have some talent. Steve Cohen, like I love owners like this. I think you you might agree on this. They just go nuts with money. And like they're not owners that, you know, receive money and then pocket it. They put it right back into the team. Yeah, And like Pete Alonzo, you know, I, I think – they have a great surplus of players like Robinson Cano, who I think could still make an impact even after the suspension. He's not even guaranteed a spot in the regular lineup. That's how good this team is. They pick up Eduardo Escobar. I think anybody would be stupid to say that Lindor, you know, is not a bounce back candidate. Um, yeah. They stacked up their outfield with Mark Canna and Starling Marte and Brendan Nemo still there. This is a good, this is, this is a really good, and the pitching just like, DeGrom, Scherzer, is that the best one-two punch ever? Like, Bassett's a good three? It's crazy. Oh, man. Mets are good. You know, I want to say the Mets are going to be good, but, like, my gut just always tells me they're going to let everyone down. The Mets. It's the Mets' way, man. I just – I can't ever get – I can't give the Mets credit until they show me it, you know? Yeah, I could see that, too. Um I want to check their bullpen real quick. I, Edwin Diaz. I mean, there's a few good bullpen pieces. Um, but was Edwin Diaz that good? He's kind of hit or miss these last couple of years. Yeah, he's blown some big games. But also, I think it's the the popularity and the media attention that of New York. Like, if you blow games in New York, you're going to be considered horrible even when you're not. Because... Um, they had Mariano Rivera there for so long, you know, in New York. Yeah. Um, but are they better than the Braves, though? Because, like, the Braves, I'm going to say I don't think so. What do you think? Uh, I think with Ronald Acuna back in their lineup, the Braves aren't losing the same. I, I love mean, the Braves. <laughs> they won a World Series without Ronald Acuna in their lineup. Think about that. Mm-hmm. The MVP candidate be free like their entire season until he got hurt. Like they won a World Series without him. The Braves are going to be unreal this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt Olson is probably as good as Freddie Freeman 
if not better. And they've added him like to a lineup. He's finally going to get the spotlight on him. Like in Oakland, he was overshadowed by playing in Oakland. Like, He's younger than Freeman too. Exactly. So I mean, I think they're not going to miss a step from a lot of this. Yeah, I. This is the one team that I think, and we've said this for a few years now. This is nothing new. They could beat the Dodgers. The Braves can beat the Dodgers. We saw it happen. You know, they're the ones that could trump. You know, you know, they they, they could trump the Dodgers. Is what I'm saying. But I like Olson. You know, Olson the deal. I think that deal makes sense if you're gonna let Freeman go. I, I think letting Freeman go doesn't make sense, but signing Olson to replace him does. I think Albie Swanson is as good as it gets up the middle. Yeah. Austin Riley Jasper is a beast. <laughs> a beast. Yeah, and he's gotten his strikeouts down, which is the big thing for him. So I think it's – as long as he can stay making contact, he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And Acuna is – spoiler, Acuna you will hear about later on. But Acuna I think is is – one of the best players in the sport. And he's and hungry. Hungry. You don't want to run into a player who's hungry. And Acuna is as hungry as they come. He, he knows he missed out on winning a World Series last year. He's yeah. mad. He knows he missed out on the – he missed out on being the face of the team that won the World Series, and he wants that badly. Mm-hmm. And, and Duvall will be back with the uh, postseason hero, Eddie Rosario. So, And then, of course, uh, pitching, I think, is really potent with – Freed, Morton, Anderson, Enoa. I hope Mike Soroka comes back. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back. But the bullpen is disgusting too. Look at the Will Smith, Kenley Jansen, Tyler Matzek, who's a beast, AJ Minter. I mean, that's a pretty Luke Tyler Jackson. Rocky. God, what a be- he transformed himself last postseason. He did not look anything oh, like I mean, his days in Denver. Like, he was out of base. He was like a prospect in 2013. Then he was out of baseball for two years, and he just comes back. He's a monster. What's going on? He was like an EMT at some point, and then like a few years later, he found himself getting arrested at the World Series parade. <laughs> did you see that video? So oh, God. Imagine yeah. – how does that even happen? Like, I mean, one of the security guards – like how are you not paying attention? You're watching a guy get down from the bus. You see him walking and you still think he's a stranger. Come on, do better. Uh, All right, um, let's break down. The- yeah. Let's, let's go to the, let's go to the American league West. Um, right. Let's talk about the A's. Um, I mean, I guess if you're going to tear it down, this is the way to do it. Just trade everybody. But the problem is, this is what they do all the time. And it shouldn't yeah. be like that. <laughs> this is what a the mess, cycle though. of mm-hmm. Cycle. I mean, it happens every, I want to say three years where they have a team. Mm-hmm. They break it down entirely, trade for a bunch of young prospects. Those young prospects develop. They find their window of competition is sooner than once expected. Those young prospects become superstars. They trade them all, burn it all down, restart. It's just a constant cycle. So we're in we're in the rebuild phase now, um, and I have no doubt in my mind that this next year is either going to be an Oakland surprise year where they have a bunch of young talent and they become really good, or they're just going to suck. And I'm leaning towards they're just going to suck right now. 
Yeah, every time we say the A's are just going to suck, they end up winning 90 games. So this is the only prediction. This is, this is the only last place prediction that I have no idea. Like the other last place teams, Baltimore, um, you know, Baltimore, the Nationals, I mean, the Pirates, Diamondbacks, like those are all like, you know, valid. But like the A's, God, I don't know, but I mean, they need to trade Manaya and Montes first and foremost. Like that would complete it all. Just do that. Finish the job. Um, yeah. But, Which I think the Phillies should move in on Montes. Someone's got to move in on Montes. Or the Dodgers. That would be insane. Maybe they don't the have Dodgers a prospect. Dodgers be a good spot for it. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, every few years, you know, trade it, trade a third baseman in Toronto. That's how we – that's how they do it. <laughs> it's like deja vu. <laughs> Uh, you always got to give someone to a random nl team that also make this your sacrifice yeah yeah and then uh texas is weird because texas spent like half a billion dollars on players this offseason with with simeon and Corey seager um just to probably win 80 games yeah their pitching is just not good enough for that you know, John Gray, know, right? like, Martin Perez, Dane Dunning. John Gray, okay, honestly, John Gray could turn into a Cy Young candidate outside of Colorado. Yeah, he'd be a big part in that team, but he's not an ace. Yeah. That's he crazy. could be an ace. He has the strikeout. He has the strikeout percentage for it. It's just a matter of him going to probably the second most prolific offensive ballpark. I don't get these pictures, man. Yeah. Love that decision for him. Um, but I, I think like their their position players, like outside of Seeger and um Simeon, there's just not enough there in the lineup that that screams, you know, great. Yeah. So I'm 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 down on them. Um and that this is this is where it gets clumped up a little bit because I have the Angels finishing in third place because um, they still haven't addressed pitching. When are they going to learn? <sighs> I mean, I guess Noah Syndergaard could return to his ace form, and Shohei Otani could be good. And yeah, like who else is going to? I don't get it, man. I mean, they have all this money to spend, and they just don't do it. Artie, you were talking about owners earlier who just pocket everything. Artie Moreno definitely pockets. Pockets. Everything. Yeah. How about them for the – well, the A's wouldn't trade to the Angels. I don't know. Or would they? That would be a perfect acquisition, getting Manaya and Montes both in a trade. That would be excellent. That would be pretty good. But who do you think – like, who would they give up? You know, like, would the Angels really have assets like that? I don't know. I think a lot of their, their prospects are big league ready. Uh, like um, – Brandon Marsh, and uh, who's the other outfielder? Adele. Oh, Marsh was a dog last year. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Joe uh, Adele. Joe Adele, yeah. Um, so all those guys are big league ready, but, I mean, we th- this team's going to hit. I mean, they're going to hit. Jared Walsh is going to mash. David Fletcher's going to do his thing, what he does best. Um, I-, I don't like what they have up the middle in their infield. Um I think after losing Angelton Simmons, you don't really have anybody yet. I mean, they could have been in play for one of the big shortstops, I think. Um, Rendon maybe a bounce back. 
Upton, Trout. I mean, Rendon has to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Or else, like, well, what'd you spend all that money on? You know? Yeah. No, for sure. But pitching is not there. Don't know what to say. Oh, Tani, yeah, I, I missed. Yeah, I missed him. <laughs> yeah, you kind of forgot the face of baseball. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the Angels are gonna do. You know, they could be a second place team. They could be a surprise team. I don't know. I'm hot on the Mariners, though. I'm hot on the Mariners too. I don't like that I'm hot on the Mariners, but I know it's it's time to actually get my flowers. They have put together one hell of a baseball team. And they, I think, they put the. I don't know if it's the finishing touches, but they, the way they added Jesse Winker, like it was nothing. Like Jesse Winker is a good player. Might be one of their, probably might be their best offensive player right now, and nobody even blinked. Like well, nobody even saw Kelnick it. Kelnick shoot for the stars. Yeah, Kelnick, if he takes the next best, like the next big step, he's going to be a monster. Um, Kyle Lewis, I think, needs to be healthy. Hanniger's still there. He survived everything. <laughs> um, Julio Rodriguez will be in the big league. It's oh, stud. And their pitching is sneaky. Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen had a nice breakout year. I think one more arm would work for them. Um, was Gilbert was Gilbert part of the package for Jesse Winker? Uh, was he there I know before? they lost Justin Dunn. But they had to trade Justin Dunn. It was time. Yeah, Gilbert's been there for, for a while, so he was not in the Winker deal. Um, but they're good, but I don't see them taking on the Astros. I still think the Astros are the number one team, but I do have one criticism for the Astros. Sign. Or why didn't you, I guess, sign Trevor Story? What are you waiting yeah. for? Or Correa. Correa did not get the deal I think they, they thought he would get. So, like, why didn't you bring any of those guys back? That was an insane move on their part. I mean, I guess with the emergence of Kyle Tucker, they kind of felt like we have a bat we can go to now in the middle of the order. Or like yeah. early part, but we're gonna eventually pay him, you know. I mean still think about I just think about it. They still they also have to pay Jordan Alvarez. We can't forget about that. But like yeah. Kyle Tucker leading off, Altuve second, Jordan Alvarez, Fragman. Guriel. You know, like I just don't know. Guriel, but Guriel's like 40. <laughs> Get in there. He's old. Oh, they need they need they need a shortstop. You know, they need a shortstop. They have nobody there right now that is, you know, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. Jeremy Pena right now is projected to be the everyday and shortstop. They can't, that's the, the other problem is they can't I mean, maybe who knows? Jeremy Pena is a pretty good young prospect, so he could they could be using him as a trial run this year. Um like if you think about it, even like the shortstops who are transition guys are gone. Like you can't pick up Jose Iglesias, you can't pick up Andrelton Simmons. Like you kind of have to make a move at this point if you want to really bring in a good shortstop. They should have traded for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. That would have yeah. been a nice fit. And then he got bounced two, around. Two big contact guys up the middle for him. That would have been awesome. You know how I can't wait to watch Justin Verlander. Yeah. Dude, I never thought I'd hear myself say that again, but especially on the Astros. But yeah, I'm excited to see Justin Verlander get back on the mound, see what he still has in the tank. Yeah, I like watching old veteran pitchers like that are kind of nearing 40 that have like yeah. that have had iconic careers. You know, like 
I like watching those kinds of pitchers like pitch. Like Kershaw, deep. Scherzer, yeah, Bumgarner, yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, love the, it. Gotta love it. Um, I think the Astros still the top dog in in the American League. Uh, Are they like? What about their like? Is their rotation good enough though? That's also a question. I don't think it's. I think it's got names that, but I, I think the it's got it's got um, quantity, but who knows if it has quality. I think who's their number one? Verlander. Or Valdez or Garcia, Luis Garcia, Grammy yeah. of Valdez. I yeah, know. I can see. It. No, I don't know. I think the ALS is more open than we think. We just can't see it yet. I, I think so too. I think that's a good way to put it. And then, of course, in the uh, Central, this is also a division where I don't know what the last place team is going to be because these are all like very average to okay teams. I don't know if you feel the same way um like yeah no that's, that's always been the nl central though i mean besides <laughs> the white Sox, they're just a behemoth of a baseball club like i don't know who they're gonna lose to this year um yeah i mean you got the twins who just randomly signed carlos correa after selling off a bunch of stuff in the season prior i'm great they did get who they did they did get like all the yankees guys so like gio urshela gary sanchez but like Oh, I don't know what the Twins game plan is here. And then Kansas City's going to be fun because Bobby Witt's finally going to hit the show, and that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. We've got the Zach Granke reunion, which is going to make for some watchable baseball. Um, Granke's another one like Verlander. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Guardians, they have no plan of attack. It's just going to be – they're just going to be clock-watching until the trade deadline comes. They can move Shane Bieber. Um, yeah, I mean – it's pretty straightforward division. It's just going to be the White Sox run away with it. I mean, what can you not say about this team? Their lineup's ridiculous. Tim Anderson's in his prime. Luis Robert is scratching the surface. Aloy Jimenez came back last year after injury. Just put on one of the most prolific performances of the bat I think we've seen in a while. Um, Yohan Moncada and their rotation is just ridiculous. They lose Rendon, Rondon, and they still are one of the best rotations in Major League Baseball. And I'm not even going to get into their bullpen because it's ridiculous. Yeah, Dylan Cease, breakout star for the White Sox, I think. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, the the White Sox are definitely the top-notch team. Um, I The Tigers, I think, are close, closer than the rest of the teams. Tigers are my favorite team in baseball to watch right now. They make no sense to me, but they have so many little pieces that are starting to come together. And you're starting to see, like, the birth of that big three in the rotation, Manning, High, as it's two. I think Riley Green's going to be in the majors this year. Like, this team is moving in the exact direction it is intended to. And I like when, when you know, teams that have been losing go out and sign a big bopper. Like, Javier Baez, like, that's good for the Tigers for, for going out and doing that. Like, that, that's the type of deal that I want to see more teams make. You know, why don't the Orioles go out there and sign it? I mean, obviously, the pitch would be different, but um, – good for the good for them locking up Javier Baez I want to see what Miguel Cabrera has left in the tank um I hope you know you hate to see guys with those careers and you know that kind of uh pillar profile fall off so I want to see him but yeah no the pitching they signed Eduardo Perez pitching's good I mean the pitching they have young arms up the behind um it's Tigers, I think they're closer than we think. This might even the year even be the year where they break out. So they'll be second place, I think. Yeah, their name will be in the discussion for that last wild card spot. 
August. Yeah, and then of course uh, the AL East. We know the Orioles are in last, <laughs> uh, but I don't know where to put this. These next four teams. Uh, I mean, where do you, who do you want to start with? <laughs> I think we put the Blue Jays at the top. They have the best infield in baseball. Oh, such a good team! It's incredible. Like Matt Chapman, Vladdy, Bichette, Biggio. Like, oh my God, this team is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Losing Robbie Ray hurt, but I think the addition of Barrios and locking him up long term is huge. And Gosman, too. Oh, and Kevin Gosman. That's who they signed. I was blanking for a second, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Blue Jays, It's they're the favorite to win this division right now. Uh, who do you have after that? Uh, one more point on the rotation. because uh, Oh, God, I almost – that was like a mix of a burp and a um, – so around this time last year, they didn't have any rotation. It was like, oh, Nate Pearson's going to be like their two. But now they have – they have they're at the point where they could kind of ease Nate Pearson in more. So they have Barrios, uh, Gosman, Ryu, Kikuchi, Alec Alec Manoa as a five is pretty damn good. And then you have flexibility with Pearson. So I like that. But after the Blue Jays, I have I have the Rays. I have the Rays. A little bit interesting. But um, I like their core position players. I love Brandon Lau up the middle with with Wander Franco. Um, I think they have a few holes um, in their in their infield. I'm not sold on G Man Choi. I'm not sold at whoever they have playing third base. But their pitching is what separates them. Shane McClanahan's nasty. Ryan Yarbrough. We know what those guys do. Corey Kluber's an interesting addition. Uh, their bullpen's disgusting and versatile. Um, Maybe one more arm and one more bat, but I, I I like what the Rays can do. And once we get to the Yankees, I'll tell you why I have the Yankees third, but Rays second for me. Yeah, I think I'm going the same. I'm just waiting to see Brandon McKay get his shot at the big leagues again. That guy can pitch and hit, so I was hoping he'd be the next two-way guy to get it going in the MLB. But, yeah, I mean, what can, what can you say about the Rays other than they're just consistently good? They are the A's – if the A's never trade away all their stars and they just kept mm-hmm. getting exactly. Um, but yeah, the Rays are going to be a fun team to watch. Randy Rosarena coming back, obviously going to be fun. Um, I'm going to be, it's going to be weird to see this team without Joey Wendell and, uh, oh my God, what's his name? I'm blanking on their center fielders, their ex center fielders' name. Well, Kevin Kiermaier. He's still there. He's still there. I thought they got rid of him. He's still there. Oh, man, look at me being unprepared for today. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, never mind. And I love seeing Kevin Kiermaier there. I thought I totally thought he was traded. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the Rays. They're just the Rays, man. They're always going to be there. But uh, I have yeah, the talk. Yankees three. Yeah, I want to hear this. I think this is going to be good. I have the Yankees three because I think that they still have some question marks with their infield. As much as they bolstered it with Rizzo, Glaber, I assume is going to move to second with Kiner Falefa at short. Donaldson's, I, I like that addition with Donaldson. I don't know what you do with DJ LeMahieu. Um, I also have questions about defense. Judge is a great outfielder. Um, Gallo's a great outfielder. But who is your center fielder? 
Aaron Hicks, you know, is, is are you set with DHing Giancarlo Stanton? Is he going to get? Re- I heard Aaron Boone say he's going to play a good amount of outfield. Really, you know? Who would you move the center then? Judge, maybe. I don't know. Gallo. I mean, both guys could probably do it. Um, yeah, but we'll be see what happens there. That's where having Brett Gardner for so long really helped them, as they could kind of dodge that and like play Brett Gardner out there, especially once he started hitting again. They could play him, and he played really serviceable center field. I mean, he was always fast. Once he started hitting, that really was a game changer for him. Yeah, no, it was completely. And I, I think that they're gonna use that DH spot very flexibly. I can't. I, that's not a word, but I just made it up. Yeah. Um, but I, again, they're they're a team with a lot of swing and miss, and they added a little less of that with kind of left at short. Uh, I still thought that they would completely be in and on Correa. Like that still shocks me. I thought that was a match made in heaven. Um, and then pitching, you know, Garrett Cole, best pitcher in the sport. Montgomery's pretty good. Severino and Tyone. There's some question marks there. Um, maybe you want to add last year. Yeah, maybe you want to add one more arm there. Maybe it's one of the A's guys. You know, <laughs> I keep. I wouldn't be surprised. The Yankees, they're due for their yearly late move. Mm-hmm. Always right before opening day, they make a move. Um, and then Boston is interesting too, um, because they've newly made acquired Trevor Story, newly say. acquired Trevor Story. Yeah, Bogart. So Story's going to be playing second. Bogarts is going to be at short. I think it should be switched. I think Story's yes. a much better defensive shortstop than Bogarts is. Um, Bobby Dahlback, look for him to break out. That's a baseball Bobby. name, Jasper. Bobby Dahlback. Oh. Devers is a dark um, horse for MVP. You who know? is? Rafael Devers. Oh, yeah, Rafi? yeah. But they're missing an outfielder. That's I mean, my only Devers. question. Yeah. I think Boston will be fine. Chris Sale obviously getting hurt again. Like, jeez. <laughs> Can this guy stay on the field? But, yeah, I think Boston fourth is a good pick. Obviously, I think – the Rays, Boston, and New York are all interchangeable at this point. That mm-hmm. division's anyone's game except for obviously Baltimore. But plus, side, if Baltimore's bad enough, we get to see Adley Rutschman this year. Yeah, and I guess now if you were to pick two wild card teams, I forgot about the wild card scenario. If you were to pick two in the National League, I'll tell you mine first. I think I would go with someone from the NL West, maybe, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll, I'll go with the Mets and I'll go with the Giants. See a rematch of that walk. And then for the American League, I'll go with the uh, the Rays and the I want to say playoff appearance in Seattle. Seattle and the Rays for the for the wild card. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to say the wild card is going to be. I think we're going Phillies. Mm. Padres. That's that would be a nice one. At least Padres or Padres Giants. I think that could be a big scenario too. Um, and then the AL, uh, I have Seattle finally breaking through. You know, they're always like the past three years. It seems like Seattle, like two weeks left in the season, always like one game, two games out of the wild card, and they just lose. They're not doing that this year. They're in. And then 
I'm going the New York Yankees. I think a Yankees-Seattle, a classic AL West-AL East matchup in the wild card game would be awesome. And we've seen them in the playoffs before, like 20 years ago, 30 years, right? 25 years ago. So, um, all right, let, let's get into the good stuff here. Let's, let's do some award stuff real quick. Um, let's start with the rookie of the years. Um, let's start in the NL. I couldn't find a lot of good ones in the NL. Um, but yeah. I'll give you – actually, I'll let you go first. Who is your NL Rookie of the Year? My NL Rookie of the Year. I want to say – I can give you my AL one, but my NL one is so – it's so hard to pick the NL. Uh, yeah, go with AL, the AL. I'm definitely – I'm either – I'm locked in between Riley Green or Bobby Witt Jr. I think it's going to be a big AL Central Rookie of the Year showcase this year. Um, but then for the NL, man, uh, let's let's just go Mackenzie Gore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really just don't know who the NL rookies are this year that could pop. Or actually, no. I'll go. I'll go Keyboom. Oh, Keyboom! There you go. Keyboom. Yeah. Keyboom. Uh, so my my NL. Rookie of the year, I have – so I was thinking about Joey Bart, but I didn't want to be like a homer. I didn't want to sound like a homer. I can but see I'm Joey gonna, Bart. It just needs to get his contact going. Yeah. I'm going to go with also a giant. Camilo Duvall will, will be uh, – That's still, the one I was thinking Still of. rookie yeah. eligible. Camilo Duvall is going to get some um, – Especially if he closes because, like, you know, the he's yeah. going to be in a high, more high-profile role. So that will give him some uppity – on that scale and then i feel like every other year we get a rookie reliever rookie of the year so yeah every few year. years it's fun craig kimbrell you know <laughs> uh williams i think was the last one for the brewers yeah devin williams yeah it happens every and now Montelli and then please back in 2010 oh that's there you go yes same year that posey i remember that was a big story those two rookies in the world series um for the american league you mentioned riley green I have his teammate Spencer Torkelson. Oh, that's another good one. I think he's ready. He's ready to go. He's ready to tear it up. Uh, and honestly, I see him getting rep. I see him cracking the opening day roster for sure at first yeah. base. Uh, the ASU kid. Um, so Spencer Torkelson. I mean, there's a few other guys. Bobby Witt, I think, is the favorite, but I, I would definitely pick Torkelson. Uh, and then for Cy Young. Well, let's talk Cy Young here. Who do you got for the AL? I think I'm stealing your thunder here, but I got Dylan Cease. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, he's going to break out. I, I just played it safe. I went Garrett Cole. You know, yeah. I, I there, there's a big drop-off in pitching. Like, I was looking at some of the, the best pitchers in the AL and some of the odds, and it had – Cole, and then the next one was Shane Bieber, but like Bieber's yeah. been hurt, so that didn't make much sense. Also, he's not going to win many. I mean, grand wins aren't really calculated with him. He's not going to win many games. Yeah, I it's just I, that's way too much to be saying that he's a Cy Young candidate. You know, like coming back from uh, an injury. Um, yeah. For the NL, I think Walker Bueller gets his first one. It's I said that last year. I'm sticking with it. Bueller gets his first one. Yeah, I think it's Bueller's time too, but I'm gonna go. Play. I'm gonna play the hits and go Jacob Degrom. <laughs> there we I go. Think Jacob Degrom on a playoff contending team is a Cy Young winner every single time. So we evened it out. So I picked Cole, you picked Degrom. So you know we're not 
completely wusses in that regard. Exactly. We we did it out. And then for the MVP, AL MVP, he came close. He's gonna win it. Vlad Jr. He's my MVP for the American League. And I think Otani, he's gonna Otani's gonna keep winning as long as he keeps doing both at a high level. But Vlad, you know, the way he did last year, you know, he's got protection now. He's got he's gonna drive in a ton of runs. He's my guy for AL MVP. All right, so I got a dark horse and I got an AL MVP for you. And my AL MVP is going to be Mike Trout coming back angry, ready to actually win some games. And Don't move me off center field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then my dark horse is Matt Chapman. Oh, Changes yeah. Changes is going to do him very well. I could see him returning to the 40. I could see him becoming the Nolan Arenado of, the American League. That yeah, no, that that's a good dark horse. Um, and if I had a dark horse in the American League, I was thinking about this, and I was like, God, who would I pick if I had a if I had a dark horse? And I think honestly, I'd pick Jose Ramirez. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I don't think he'll get the. I think he's he's so overlooked, um, but I don't think he'll get the, um, you know, because a lot of voters go, well, was he a playoff team? Which there should be different awards, you know, best player and MVP. Well, I mean, Bryce um, Harper didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my argument for him. Uh, and then NL MVP, I kind of teased it earlier, but he's coming back. You mentioned hungry, and that's the best way to describe him. Ronald Acuna is back. This should be a much bigger deal than it's being portrayed. He's back. He's a monster. He's going to be MVP. 40-40 guy, perennial, you know, the whole nine yards. So, Acuna. Um, so, my MVP for the NL is Chris Bryant. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I also have Acuna. Uh, I mean, as I said, he's hungry. He's coming back strong. Um, and then my – I mean, well, there's nothing else I can really say about the guy. The Braves won a World Series without him, and, like, that's still insane to me. It's just yeah. crazy. Um, and then my Dark Horse – I feel like we so often forget that Mookie Betts is the great player he is just as he plays with the Dodgers. I think it's going to be – I think an MVP finds its way to the Dodgers at some point. I don't know who it is, but I think this team is too talented. No one's actually going to take away from each other. Mm -hmm. So, I think we're just going to see a slugfest in L.A. Yeah, it's weird because, like, good – like, as good as they've been, and, like, Betts does have an MVP in the American League, as good as they've been, the Dodgers have been – it always seems like they don't have one guy that stands out in that lineup that's putting up the big year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I mean, Bellinger didn't. That's why he won the MVP. So if one guy puts up the big year, I think they win it easily. Yeah, no, that that's a good call. And I think my dark horse. We we mentioned him earlier, and you know, I, I think you know, UT like you mentioned comeback with Trout. We mentioned Yelich earlier. He's a dark horse if he's on. He is another dark horse. I mean, then you could even throw Cody Bellinger into that conversation. Yeah. I mean, people forget how good Yelich. It's been a while. It's been a few years since he's been great. Um, yeah. So I mean, so he's been hurt though. The back, yeah. the hip. I mean, if he never broke his kneecap, I think Yelich is having an entirely different career. That was such a freak mm -hmm. insane injury. Yeah. He was playing so well at that point too, and the Brewers were about to make a deep playoff run. Oh, it was so brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we nailed those picks. You know, oh, yeah. we're we're gonna rewind and we're gonna. 
we're going to look silly very soon at the end of the season, maybe. But I think well, the division is – What? We should pick every – If we really want to look silly, we should pick every silver slugger. <laughs> oh, God. That would probably be a different episode. Oh, my God. Uh, Getting to the pitchers would be brutal. Oh, too soon. Oh, wait, no, but they don't give an award for silver slugger to pitchers anymore. God I damn. thought you knew that when you said it. <laughs> Oh, too soon. Rest in peace, the pitcher hitting. Logan Webb, final home run from a pitcher who is not pinch hitting. So congratulations to Logan. Uh, but we're still going to see – like Baumgartner's still going to pinch hit, though. We're going to see those guys still. You think? Yeah, there's going to be a point where, like, extra innings goes on for a little bit and, you know, one guy is going to come off the bench. But in terms of, like, regular pitcher hitting, Logan Webb was the last one. All right, so, so here, here. One question before we go. Do you think we're ever going to see a pitcher hit a home run again? Yes. And his name's Shoei Otani. No, I want to take the easy way out there. Uh, uh, I think that, yeah, for the reason I've mentioned, I, I think that, like, eventually, honestly, I think, hmm, like, a pitcher that is not a two-way player, yes. Because I think, I think that the possibilities in baseball are endless for it not to happen. That's my that's my point. So that's fair enough. Someone's gonna come off the bench, like you know, Liam Hendricks is gonna come off the bench and just swat a homer somewhere <laughs> and run around the bases cussing. That's gonna be great. So yeah. Um, anyways, Jasper, appreciate you coming on. Um hundredth episode. We got it done. Oh yeah. It was a good one too. We got a lot of talking points in, a lot of great storylines for the MLB mm-hmm. season. Went over most teams. Shaded the Orioles. Love that. Um, <laughs> but that was perfect. Um, but yeah, more RizzoCast stuff coming up. Um, enjoy the 2022 baseball season. Jasper, this will not be the last time that you come on. Um, yes, um, absolutely. And go ahead, subscribe to RizzoCast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And see you next time.